The promise of America is being squandered. How are we going to restore our nation back to a sensible, citizen-centric government? Welcome to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. Joyce is a businesswoman, not a politician. And she's here to offer pragmatic, possible, and postpartisan solutions for the 21st century. Now, here's your host for Reimagine America, Joyce Cordy. Welcome to the Reimagine America Radio Hour. I'm a businesswoman, not a politician. I don't make problems. I fix them. And here's some advice. If you're in a quandary about whether to buy and read one of the many, many Trump administration tell-all books, don't be. That's advice I've given myself frequently over the last few months. But I just couldn't help myself. After hearing the first tantalizing tidbits from Bob Woodward on a nightly news program, I ordered my advanced copy of Peril, that Amazon app sitting right there on the phone right next to my elbow. Oh, it's just too convenient, too easy. If I thought about it, I probably would have passed, but I didn't stop to think about it. But you know what? Listening to those first televised snippets of one, what one could reasonably expect was a book covering the period from election night 2020 to Inauguration Day 2021, with perhaps a short epilogue tracing the former president's persistent retelling of the fable of the big lie. Well, what could one expect based on the early tells? Well, one could expect a short book with moment-to-moment intrigue and plotting moving at the pace of a Brad Thor espionage thriller. Although this year's installment, Black Ice, was not that thrilling or heart-stopping, it had an important factual basis. It just wasn't the robust intrigue, excitement, and heart-stopping action that one expects of Thor. But I digress. Peril's previews were like the movie trailer of a bad action film. All the excitement is in the trailer. First, the book is long, exhaustingly long. Mostly, it's a regurgitation of the last two years of political commentary and news from the Washington Post, compiled into a single supersized edition of the newspaper. Did the publisher suggest Woodward and his co-writer Bob Costa pad their new stuff with pages of old information to increase the weight and thus the price of the book? What it really is is a supersized edition of the Washington Post punctuated by comments from a number of Washington officials who are always too eager to talk to the omnipotent Robert Woodward. And in those comments, well, that's where the real revelations in the book come from. A number of Republican senators talk to Woodward and Costa, either on background or are quoted by name. To a person, they were self-serving, 
trying to paint themselves as the good guys or in Susan Collins' case, the good girls. So Susan Collins is seen as the ever mild manner, calm builder of coalitions, ladylike. Lindsey Graham, the lost child still trying to find himself. But most interesting to me, Utah's Mike Lee, the self-professed constitutionalist, pious, professorial, a serious person, a righteous man. Why is Mike Lee so interesting to me? Though hardly mentioned in all the hype surrounding the book, because this pious, professorial, serious, righteous man knew the truth of the big lie well before January 6th. Yet he failed to step forward to the microphones and tell the American people the truth when it could have made a difference before January 6th. Certainly he could have been more forceful in the months of political turmoil and the continued big lie, big conspiracy rhetoric, which is continuing to rend the fabric of the body politic. Mike Lee explains that constituent concerns raised to him, in other words, people when he was home on the, for the Christmas 2020 holidays, home in Utah, People would come to him and say, we're concerned about whether or not the election was stolen. And so hearing those concerns from his constituents caused him to take a look carefully at the process of counting and of voting and counting, et cetera, in the swing states, the seven states that had, you know, that had already audited and certified their presidential electors despite numerous protestations by Rudy Giuliani, Donald Trump, and others. And I won't bore you with the pages of detail of his account, but on page 257 of this 420-page book, Lee repeats the conclusion of his investigation. And it's, it's a quote from his own January 6th floor speech. And he said, and I'm going to quote, I have spent an enormous amount of time reaching out to state government officials in the contested states. No, not even one did I discover any indication that there was any chance that any state legislature or secretary of state or governor or lieutenant governor had any intention to alter their slate of electors, end quote. We can only wonder what would have happened if Mike Lee had called ABC or NBC or even Fox with those facts in the days prior to the congressional session, would that have made a difference on January 6th? Would that have been heard? Would that clarity have been heard above the din? Well, because Mike Lee didn't make that phone call to the media, we will never know. Similarly, Lindsey Graham, 
offered Woodward and Costa emails that he had received from Rudy Giuliani concerning irregularities in Georgia's vote. Graham's response, give me the evidence, quote unquote, provides legal justification for Graham's supposed meddling in the election audit in Georgia. Graham is adamant that he found nothing. He agrees that Biden was duly elected. All of this just before last night's announcement that Giuliani's deposition in a Dominion lawsuit filed in Colorado revealed that his evidence, quote unquote, came from, quote unquote, Facebook. He told the attorney in the deposition, the, the plaintiff's attorney in the deposition, he quoted someone, you know, he, Giuliani, quote, quoted someone on Facebook, end quote. I'm not kidding you. That is because I used quotes around it. That's verbatim what the deposition transcript released on September the 28th says. But pages later, Lindsay reverts to being the child in search of a father. He acknowledges that he's the Trump whisperer who plays golf with him, who sometimes calms him down, who tries to cut the rough edges, blah, blah, blah. While at the same time, Senator Graham tells Woodward, quote, again, this is a quote, my job is to maintain what is left of the John McCain wing of the Republican Party, the Ronald Reagan wing of the Republican Party that believes that America is an indispensable leader, that we will sacrifice whatever it takes to maintain our security and values throughout the world. And you can all now take a breath and say, John McCain and Donald Trump to which I say, Lindsay, Lindsey Graham, you cannot be both. You cannot be both loyal to the Constitution, loyal to GOP traditional principles and policies, and loyal to Donald Trump as the leader of the GOP all at the same time. You, Lindsey Graham, will have to choose at some point you will have to choose whether to be a part of the John McCain, Ronald Reagan, George Bush, George Herbert Walker Bush Republican Party, or the Trump cult. Then there's the final question in the book or about the book, which is, can we even believe Woodward's account of the final days of the Trump presidency. General Mark Milley, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, disputed claims attributed to him in the book both yesterday before the Senate and today in the House Armed Services Committee. His protestations were supported today by House Armed Services Chairman Adam Smith, a Washington State Democrat. Smith said his statements were also were mischaracterized and inaccurately quoted in the book. And again, mischaracterized is a direct quote from what Adam Smith said today. 
So was the context altered? We can wonder. We can wonder if perhaps this was done for dramatic effect. Finally, I mentioned that I did watch a portion of both yesterday's Senate Armed Services and today's House Armed Services grilling of General Milley, General McKenzie, and Secretary Austin about the debacle that was our Afghanistan departure. I'm proud of a military able to tell the truth. Afghanistan, especially the way we departed, is a strategic failure, even if it was an operational success. But what disappointed me was the nasty partisanship and selective memory displayed by some of the members in their questions. But on the other hand, was what heartened me was the commitment of this command structure to look at the 20 year history of our Afghan adventure and to learn the lessons we must take forward, how those lessons learned can shape our future military decisions and our future military engagements. But what saddened me even more than what heartened me was the lost opportunity. There were so many incredibly smart, capable people on both of the panels who, if they just turned away from their partisan power plays and reread the preamble to the Constitution and took their jobs seriously, their job is to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. And if the partisan power plays could be put aside, these capable, intelligent people could in fact lead the United States to a great second American century. The wasted energy and effort, the enmity instead of amity, that's where the real peril lies. Thanks for listening to Reimagine America with Joyce Cordy. You can learn more at reimagineamerica.org. Got a comment or an idea for a future show? Email Joyce at reimagineamerica.org or find her on Twitter at Joyce Cordy or at Reimagine Radio. Take a minute now and go to reimagineamerica.org. Join the forum. We'd love to hear your thoughts. If you love the podcast, donate and tell others. You can invite Joyce to speak at your next meeting or conference through reimagineamerica.org. And finally, don't forget to subscribe to this podcast at ricochet.com or c-sweetnetwork.com. That's c-sweetnetwork.com. Together, we really can reimagine America. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.